This is Ron Oral, and you're listening to the Activist Investing Today podcast, and I'm super excited today to be speaking with Eric Jackson, founder of EMJ Capital, a tech-focused long-short hedge fund. Jackson is also a prolific columnist and general expert in all things media and technology related, and I've been going to him for advice on and off since he set up a Plan B video of himself that I found really interesting. Back in 2007, the focus was a video on YouTube suggesting that Yahoo is drifting. Jackson has launched several activist campaigns, including a well-covered 99-page report urging media giant Viacom in 2016 to shake up its management and board and consider strategic options. He raised extremely valid concerns about Viacom's absentee leader, the then 92-year-old chairman and founder Sumner Redstone. Welcome, Eric, and thanks for taking the time. Hey, Ron. Eric no longer launches activist campaigns anymore, but he uh, still is an expert on activists and governance issues as far as I'm concerned. Most recently, you penned uh, a column, Hit Buy Now on eBay, and that's a situation that we've been covering uh, closely here at The Deal. Uh, It has not one but two activist hedge funds involved. In early 2019, it reached a settlement with Starboard Value, that's uh, uh, Jeff Smith's activist fund, and another activist, Elliott Management. In that settlement, the eBay uh, added to its board Elliott star technology investor Jesse Cohen. Then last week, Starboard called off yet another contest after the company installed a new CEO, Jamie Iannone, a former Walmart e-commerce chief and samsclub.com executive, and he also worked at eBay previously. Uh, so, okay, so Eric, so you thought this was a buy before Inone, Jamie Inone was brought on. A lot of people have been praising the company recently for uh, bringing on that executive. I'm curious if the activist investors uh, involved in eBay contributed to your consideration. And I guess just generally speaking, you could just tell us a little bit about why, uh, you know, as you suggested, as eBay not a dinosaur stock. Sure. Well, uh, I... Typically, when I'm investing in tech companies, you, you know, you're looking for growth and um, you're looking for signs that the, the top line is growing triple digits year over year, uh, if anything, like accelerating growth. But uh, occasionally, you, I think you can find um, some interesting uh, tech plays that are more of like a value play variety. And it, sometimes you have to be patient. That's certainly what I was reminded of when I first sort of came across eBay and started digging into it over the last few months. And it does remind me about, you, you mentioned Yahoo before, and I have a long history, had a long history in following Yahoo, which is no more now, other than a subsidiary of Verizon somewhere. But for the longest time, I was like really interested in Yahoo. I thought they had a tremendous kind of some of the parts story. And and yet I was frustrated because I felt like the the more I wrote about it and talked to people and banged the drum, it just didn't seem to captivate anyone's attention. It frustrated me at the time, but I realized in hindsight that um, sometimes those you know sleepy, looked over situations uh, can be, make them even more attractive, not less, because mm-hmm. while the rest of the world is tuned into CNBC and, you know, talking about the latest uh, $1 or $2 uh, fluctuations in the price of Apple or Amazon, you know, it, are, those company, are those kinds of well-followed companies going to double or triple in, in, the, in the next, say, 12 months or 18 months? I don't think so. And yet, um, you know, Yahoo was that kind of situation, uh, although it took a long time. And I think eBay is, is that kind of situation now. 
It's just, mm-hmm. it's sleepy. It's forgotten about. People remember it from 20 years ago. It's obviously churned through some, some CEOs over the last few years. And that's why the activists are in there. But I think when you actually start to dig into the details of the company, there's some pretty interesting pieces of it and um, pretty uh, compelling reasons why there might be uh, several catalysts in the next 12 uh, to 18 months that I think could, could really catapult the stock. And so my optimistic target is that, you know, 12 to 24 months from now, I think, I think the stock is a good chance of hitting $100 a share. It's, it's right now trading at somewhere in the, in the 30s. Um, and, you know, if we, if we did a poll on Twitter about what, what the, you know, for most tech investors on what the price of eBay was at the moment, I, I'm sure like, you know, a majority couldn't even, couldn't even tell you because they just haven't followed the company in so long. Yeah, it does seem like a sleepy uh, uh, kind of tech company that uh, has been overtaken by a bunch of uh, high-flying companies. But uh, I guess I'm curious uh, if you could talk a little about whether you think the coronavirus is uh, contributing to your thinking about eBay's prospect. Uh, we chatted a little bit before about how, and I've talked to some sell-side analysts about eBay who suggested that a lot. there's already been kind of this drift where people are not able to get buy things on Amazon, and they're they're going to eBay. Uh, you know, sometimes things on Amazon take a very long time to to uh, go through the the system. And on eBay, they're able to get it much faster. Toilet paper, I think, is one example. But I'm just curious. Uh, you know, uh, before we talk about some of the other catalysts, I feel like there's an M and A catalyst, like you had suggested at eBay as well. But uh, is the is the coronavirus a, a contributor here? Well, it hasn't been a contributor yet, which is another reason why I like it. Um, I don't think I don't think many people like you know think about it as a coronavirus play uh, the way that Zoom it has been or Peloton or somebody like that. But I, I definitely agree with you. I, I definitely think that it is it is going to benefit from this uh, from the pandemic. And I guess I I have a view with uh, several um, long positions in my portfolio that you know we'll. Nobody knows how quickly this whole Corona thing is going to resolve itself. However, I do think it's going to have some long-term uh, implications to consumer behaviors. I mean, I think, uh, you know, it's just the way we remember, like, you know, our grandparents who grew up in the Great Depression, you know, conserving, you know, never throwing away some scrap piece of food um, and, and storing it and not liking to waste uh, things where, while we grew up in, in the 80s or 90s and just kind of tossed everything aside and just always assumed you know, there'd be more and more selection. I, I think that people's behaviors are gonna be affected by the pandemic. And so I think people are gonna be bargain hunting for a while. I think they're gonna be looking for good deals. I think they're obviously gonna be looking for things to, uh, to be delivered straight to their, to their, to their homes. And so uh, you know, eBay uh, is well positioned to profit from that. Um, eBay at its heart is obviously uh, an interface between consumers and you know, a lot of small medium businesses uh, or mom and pops who are trying to sell stuff out there. And so uh, obviously, um, people, as you say, people are hunting around for good selection. Um, pre-pandemic, I used to be able to go onto Amazon and pretty much get anything I wanted uh, as a Prime member delivered to me, usually in, you know, 
certainly within two days, uh, but you know, in some cases, like get it by tomorrow and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Now I, I go on there and the same kinds of things, and it's telling me that I, I got to wait up to a month uh, to get mm-hmm. them. So I think you're right. People are are going to go elsewhere, and eBay I think can be can be a place that can can do well. I buy that, and I just think there are just so many small businesses out there. Uh, hurting and uh, who, you know, maybe they're going to benefit from some kind of help from the government. Maybe they're, they didn't qualify or whatever, but you know, they just got to rely on themselves. And so I think more and more are going to be turning to eBay as a way of, of selling whatever inventory that they have. Okay. So I want to turn a little bit more long-term and, uh, and uh, look at the M&A situation at eBay. Um, obviously not a lot of M&A is going to happen during the coronavirus pandemic, but uh, I'm curious if you feel like uh, eBay has some some hidden uh, jewels or gems the way that Yahoo had its Alibaba stake that was extremely valuable. And it's not the same, not comparable. These are full companies that eBay owns. But uh, so eBay, I guess let's start with StubHub. eBay sold their StubHub unit, their uh, online ticket exchange company, uh, just prior to the pa- pandemic emerging for over $4 billion dollars. And uh, so talk about that in, in the context of buybacks and then talk a little about, uh, you know, they have this auction underway for their classifieds business, which is a global business with various different classifieds operations around the world and separately the Korean marketplace unit. Uh, how much do you, do you expect that, you know, that, that auction to conclude in a sale and what are you expecting as uh, uh, proceeds from that? So I guess first StubHub and buybacks and then second, the, uh, the, 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 the auction of the remaining units. Yeah, the, the timing of the StubHub sale was uh, pretty fortuitous um, because obviously uh, uh, that's a business that's now really hurting as there are, are for not going to be live events for, for some time. So, they, they you know, uh, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. And they got, as you say, they got, you know, about $4 billion. I, I can't remember the exact price, but out, out of that sale. $4 billion. Yeah. And so they just uh, when, once that concluded, they they opt a planned buyback that they had. I think it was initially like a billion and a half uh, allocated to it, and now uh, they've they've upped it to four and a half billion. Obviously, this is right out of an activist uh, playbook. They think and they think the stock is undervalued, and so as you shrink the share count, you know, in theory, the stock price should go up. All other things being equal, you know, sometimes. Uh, Sometimes that that worked at Yahoo. In the end, though, you know, I, I'm not really sure it was the the shrinkage of the share count itself that really pumped the stock up as much as it did as as much as it was the uh, increasing value or perceived value of, of Alibaba itself and the Alibaba stick that they had. Yeah, yeah, go on. So, um, but regardless, I mean, I, I, it's not going to hurt. Uh, doing that, doing that four and a half billion dollar buyback, and since hitting a low around like twenty six bucks back in in March, you know, the stock has been kind of a steady climber, and now it's up to I think thirty seven, thirty eight dollars. And so you have to you have to assume that uh, they've certainly been in there uh, in the market, you know, probably every day buying up a uh, a big chunk of the share count. Uh, that that's that, that's been been happening. So uh, possibly contributing to to the increase in the price. Uh, they do have a few other cards to play. Uh, and they've telegraphed it. I, you know, I guess with with the heat that they've taken from Elliot and from uh, most, more recently Starboard, you know, the board has uh, even without a CEO announced that they wanted to show, hey, you know, we're doing stuff, we're we're creating value, and all this kind of 
thing. So they, they have telegraphed that they're going to sell this classifieds business, which does about a billion in revenue annually. And most people think that it uh, has a very good chance, even even uh, post COVID, to fetch something like ten to ten to eleven billion dollars from a sale. Then they've they've also announced uh, that they want to get rid of this their Korean unit. And you know, di- different folks have estimated that could fetch four to five billion dollars. Uh, so that's pre-tax, obviously. So post post-tax, it'll be less in the, in um, you know when it goes on the company's balance sheet. Finally, however, that's uh, you know at fifteen sixteen billion dollars pre-tax. Uh, you know, it's a significant amount of money. And so it, it is possible that eBay itself could get taken out, Ron, as, a, as an M&A candidate. However, as a, as a shareholder, you know, and, and eBay being one of my you know, bigger positions, I actually hope that they don't uh, sell out too quickly because I think it would be more interesting to use that money for M&A purposes themselves. And so I think that if we, if we learned you know, one thing out of the, um, the the 2008 financial crisis, when we look back, is that even though you know, in the in the grips of, of the the worst parts of that crisis, and you know, say the spring of, of 2009, and even for a good one or two years after that, that nadir in the in the you know in the, in the stock market, what what it did is it kind of froze up a lot of company boards where they didn't want to do M and A. They wanted to hold on to every dollar that they had on their balance sheet for fear that we could suddenly, you know, take a turn for the worse. Mm-hmm. And yet that that was the perfect time to be thinking about uh, looking outwards for M&A. Lots it of could have also companies. Been, yeah. So it could have also been a great time to do buybacks if you, if you do believe in those. And, and again, not many people did that in that, in that period of time. So, and kind of for the same reasons now, like you're hearing about, Oh, all the, the stupid airlines, uh, they did all these buybacks uh, over the last two years, and now they need a bailout, and buybacks are bad, and all this kind of stuff. I mean, and yet this is this now in this, you know, stock prices have fallen, you know, this is this is a good time to do it. But from as a tech investor, I think more value would get created uh, for eBay by looking outside and trying to pick off a few companies uh, that have seen their valuations take a big hit on haircut over the last few months. And set themselves up for, you know, a bigger growth in, in EBITDA over time from those new new pieces that they could could put into their into their arsenal. And because uh, ultimately, I think this is a company that's going to get valued on a, on a price to uh, EBITDA basis. And so if they can grow that EBITDA stream organically from, you know, what, whatever new new tactics Iannone is going to put in place at the company, but also externally from from M&A, you know, bottom line, you know, both 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 will help equally. I don't care how they get the EBITDA levels up, they just get them up. And so I think they should be thinking about looking at an Airbnb that's mm-hmm. taken a huge hit. I think they should be looking at someone like Goat or uh, StockX, the uh, the sneaker marketplace companies. And mm-hmm. and look at, you know, picking off names like that because those are names that are, are going to be going to come back at some point probably it will take longer for an airbnb versus a, a goat or a StockX. but you know they, they will produce ebitda relatively soon they're they're all premier brands and what better way to get people to start to look at ebay as not a dinosaur anymore but as a you know as a as a, as a solid company with a, a bright future than getting some you know, uh, m&a done of, of best in breed brands like that 
Yeah, that's interesting. An eBay acquisition of Airbnb. When you first suggested that to me, I immediately thought, "Wow, that would that's, uh, that that would be a huge deal." But as you explained it, it seems like uh, it, it it could make sense since they've had difficulty uh, doing their IPO, and obviously now is not a really good time for an IPO. You wonder though, with eBay, you know, obviously they have to. It, it seems like they would have to generate some of their cash through the additional sale of, let's say, the classified business. But it was. Inter- I spoke to this one Wedbush analyst who suggested that it was possible that even before the coronavirus pandemic runs its uh, course on the markets, you know, and, uh, and, and despite the frozen M&A markets we're seeing now, that he, he suggested it was possible that a deal could even be done, you know, during this difficult period. And, uh, you know, I went back and looked, the CEO of eBay had talked about how they were talking to a few parties, multiple parties, uh, that was in February. So obviously the market has tanked a lot since then. But you wonder whether they could get a deal done to sell the classifieds or the Korean marketplace unit, you know, in the in the short term, um, and then I feel, yeah, then they could really go and, and make a big acquisition, like uh, a, a very undervalued company. So I don't know. What do you think? Uh, is this is that scenario? Does that scenario make sense to you, or or uh, could they even just make acquisitions now? Uh, I think they could now. I mean, uh, and they certainly don't have to sell off those other businesses. You know, there's not a gun to their heads. That's another great thing that I like about them as company is like, if you're, if you're wanting to um, buy a tech company now, I don't think there's a better defensive tech company out there than eBay in the sense that, you know, if the market really tanks, I mean, that's going to really take out some of these high flying cloud stocks. Um, It's going to take out smaller tech companies. It's probably going to be easier on some of the bigger fang names, but even they are going to get, you know, liquidated if there is another leg down and, and, and a sell-off to come. But eBay is uh, generates a lot of free cash flow today, even after being kind of neglected by their management team over these last few years. It's still extremely profitable, and it's, it will continue to be so. And so there's there's a there is a lower limit on how far down this can drop. So. Mm-hmm. You know, in a, in a calamitous, you know, uh, another leg down. I mean, I, I could see it like dropping to the kind of the, lo- the lower twenties, but uh, it's got a good balance sheet, and so that balance sheet, I think, means that they definitely could um, always, you know, borrow from the debt markets to raise cash to to go and do M and A that they you know that they want to do themselves. They don't have to take a you know someone off- only offers them. I don't know. You know, let's say seven billion dollars for their classifieds business instead of the eleven that they wanted. They don't have to say yes. They can continue to try to turn it around and sell it. You know, a year year down the road. I mean, uh, just because some itchy you know trigger activists are sitting on the board doesn't mean that the management and the rest of the board has to, has to listen to them and do something uh, rash, which uh, you know, in which they might be advocating for. So uh, they can sit back and they can you know take their time and and do what's right for the business. I mean, I hope, you know, sometimes when I was involved with Yahoo, they had really bad management. And so they would often argue for more time. And I'd always roll my eyes because, you know, <laughs> you give bad management more time, they're just going to make things worse, not better. But I, I do have confidence that they, they did a good job in selecting the new CEO. And I think that uh, he'll be able to lead them to some you know, some very positive outcomes over the next year or two. When, and, and every every new outside CEO obviously wants to put their mark on, on a company. So I think a shareholder has, you know, has that to look forward to. I think there'll probably be some big announcements, potentially big M&A, because uh, probably Jamie Iannone wants to say, hey, the, 
the new era has begun here because I bought this company or I did this or I cut that or, you know, I saved the XYZ and costs or whatever and all that kind of stuff. I'm sure there's fat to, to, to be cut at the company. So I think there are, are you know, way more um, potential positive upsides um, that are within the company's control than, than uh, downsides that could, could knock, it, knock it down. And it's interesting, I got this uh, email from the, a statement from Jesse Cohen, the, the, uh, the Elliott Management uh, uh, activist investor who's on the board of eBay, you know, praising the installation of this new CEO. So I, my immediate thought of that was that, uh, you know, this is shortly after that, that's when Starboard canceled their proxy contest there. But I think the statement from Cohen from Elliott Management makes me feel like they, they feel confident that he will do the kind of M&A that uh, Elliot Madger would like to see them do, which would help boost the share price at the appropriate time. So um, anyways, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Eric Jackson, it has been a pleasure uh, chatting with you here on the Activist Investors Day podcast, particularly about uh, a positive uh, view of a stock in light of, you know, that's surrounded by uh, everything that we're dealing with, with the coronavirus pandemic. So thank you very much for taking the time. Hey, I really enjoyed it. Thanks, Ron.